provide what we need. Uh, so we shouldn't be uh, downtrodden. We shouldn't be uh, <clears throat> feel like we're you know we have no hope or whatever because He is our hope. Uh, and one of these days we'll leave this whole earth and all this will be gone and, and we won't have to worry about that. But today we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2. Now, today we're going to talk about focusing on Jesus. Alright? Keep our eyes on Him. And, and probably the best example of that, uh, and it's been preached on uh, millions of times, I bet, and, and, and spoken of uh, several times here as well by myself and everything else, Dale and Brother Shane. Uh, the best example that I can give you is Peter. Uh, stepping out of the boat. Hey, man, everything was great while he's focused on Jesus. He was uh, zoned in, man. He was walking the water. He was taking steps. And what happened to him? He lost his focus. He started to see what was going on around him. All the waves, the water, uh, the lightning, the thunder, and everything else, and everything that surfed beating in the face and, and crashing around him. He took his eyes off Jesus. And immediately, he began to sink. Every time when we take our eyes off him, we begin to sink. You might say, well, I ain't, I ain't walking on water. You don't have to. All right? I'm telling you, when you take your eyes off him, you start to sink. Okay? Yeah. Great example. We as a nation, we've taken our eyes off him. We're sinking. Baby, we're taking on water. <laughs> we skip it out. All right? We're taking on water. But where our focus needs to be on the one that can, the one that will, the one that promised he would, uh, and the one that we're waiting on. Okay? We just got to be patient uh, during this time that we're living in right now because this has been foretold. This has been said it was going to happen. Uh, and we're just waiting on his return. The Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2 says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, which means he is the beginning and the end. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the first and the last. Our faith, our salvation starts and it ends with him. Alright? There is nobody else upon this earth and a suit of skin. No man can save you uh, from your sin. No man uh, can forgive you of the things that you've done and completely wipe your slate clean and give you a brand new life. Now you may uh, cross me, you may do me wrong, and I may forgive you uh, as I'm supposed to do, but I can't forgive you uh, of your sins, right? And if we're going to look to him, uh, let's finish that, say for, a who, for the who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, which was ours, all right? He endured our, our afflictions, our sins, our pain, all of our shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. How many of us today believe he sat in the right hand of God waiting on the call to go get his children? I do. I believe he's sitting just ready to go. I mean, he's on G waiting on O. He is waiting the word to say, go get my children, okay? He is coming to finish that which he started. He began it, and he put it into motion, and he's the only one that can finish it, okay? Nobody else can do that uh, for us today. He will finish uh, what he started. Why? Because he promised me he would. He promised me in the book of John that if he left, he would come back and receive me unto himself, that where he is, I might be also. Have you ever known him to lie? Never known him to lie. Have you ever known him to forsake anyone? I've never known him to forsake anyone. All right? He is constant. He is there. He's eternal. He is faithful. He is loving. He's merciful. He is our all in all. He is our only hope and salvation today. And if we're going to be saved, we've got to focus on him. We have to focus on Jesus to be saved. The author of our salvation. All right? Psalm 3 and 8 said, Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. 
see, Billy gets a new heart. Brand new being, okay? That's another story for a different day, all right? But he's also the finisher of our faith. First Peter 1 and 5. Hold up right quick. Hold up. Now, I'll get back to that. I'll get ahead of myself, all right? Finisher of our faith. First Peter 1 and 5 said, Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Now, how are we kept? How are we kept in place? How are we sure of where we're going? How do we know uh, that we're saved? How can we know that God's going to do all these things He promised He'd do? Through faith. Through trust. We trust our doctors, don't we? We trust our bankers. We trust uh, uh, our, our family members to a certain degree, I guess. Oh my God, I don't know if I trust or not. But you know, not immediate family, but that's a different story for a different day as well. But anyway, He's the finisher of our faith. Alright? Now we're waiting upon a time when he steps out of that cloud and we hear our name called. Alright? We wanna we wanna be here for that rapture when the church is called away uh, and uh, people are snatched out of what they're doing uh, because of their faith. In order to please him, what must we have? Faith. In order to get to where we're going, what are we gonna have? Faith. Blind faith. Blind faith. Now some people say, well, that's just crazy to, to believe and trust in something you can't see. Well, let me tell you something. You trust that car fire up every morning. You can't see the process it goes through. You trust a, a, a media thing. We trust this building to stand up. We trust uh, the sun, the moon, the stars uh, to be in the sky in the morning and night and everything else. We trust all kinds of things. So why can't we trust the one that put all this together? If we can trust creation, how come we can't trust the creator? See, we put too much trust, too much trust in the creation. Yeah. All this around us, we trust all this stuff. I'm gonna trust the one that made all this stuff, because apparently he knows what he's doing. All right, everything stays in its place. Everything is as it is. Uh, the seasons change; they come and they go. The sun sets, uh, rises and sets. So does the moon. Uh, the rain falls. Everything has its process. Look at the human body. Is there anything more complicated than the eyeball? It's amazing. It is absolutely amazing what he put together. It works on its own. It works by electrical impulses. Your eye brings in light as they will see. Man couldn't put anything like that together. It's absolutely incredible what he's doing. But it starts and it ends with him. Nobody, nobody can do for you what Jesus has done. And if you want to be saved, you better focus on him. Don't, don't focus on me. Uh, don't focus on TV evangelists. Don't focus on anything else. Focus on Him. If you want to stay upright, if you want to stay uh, out by the water, keep your eyes on Him. Is it going to be an easy ride? Nope. Not going to promise you that. It's going to be tough sometimes. But He said, I'll go to you to the very end. Which means He'll never leave me. and never forsake me. Now how can I know that I can be saved through Christ? How can I know? How can I know He is the author and finisher of my faith? And I'll tell you what. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. This seals the deal for me right here. Acts chapter 4, verse 12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Signed, sealed, delivered. Done! It, that's all. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. What a beautiful story he's written. And it all began with him from the very beginning in Genesis, all in the book of Revelation. It's always been about him. Everything that was written was about Jesus and what he had to do to save us from our sins, to give us that opportunity to be.
story. Absolutely amazing story. It's a miracle that we're saved today. I mean, you think about it. If we were still living under the old law, there's a lot of us wouldn't be here right now. Amen. Probably none of us. We'd be stoned, run out of town, whatever. I don't know what happened to us. But because there's mercy and grace, if I focus on Him, if I keep my mind and my eyes focused on Him, if my heart is pointed toward heaven and I stay where He wants me to be, I can get to where He is. He began my faith and one of these days He's going to finish. When I lay my crown down at His feet and I begin to worship in heaven with all the others that have gone on before me, it's all going to be worth it. All going to be finished. Now, if I focus on Jesus, i got to do this. i got to focus on Jesus to be faithful. got to focus on Him to be faithful. Now, how do I do that? i got to stay in the battle. i got to stay in the battle. We're fighting every day. Let me tell you something. It's spiritual warfare. All right? It's a battle every single day. I don't know about you, but I stay in the fight every single day. Always fighting against the world. Always fighting against those things that try to pull us one direction or the other. We've got to stay in the battle. God needs these people to get off the pew and get in the trenches today to pray, to witness, to lead people to Him. We're in a fight for survival today. You are fighting for your very soul every single day. Your eternity depends on what you do today. And every day. It's a battle. See, we don't sleep the wheel sometimes. Oh, we, you know, we trust everything will be fine and everything else. Let me tell you something. Evil don't sleep. Evil don't sleep. But let me tell you something else. we got a God that never sleeps and never slumbers. Alright? And if He's on duty, then we ought to be on duty too. Getting after Good always wins over evil. Every single time. Every time. But if we're going to be uh, faithful to Jesus, we got to focus on Him. Like we got to put on our armor. Get up every morning and put on your armor. Let me tell you something. Do it physically. You may think that sounds crazy. Well, you're asking me to get up in the morning and, and put on more. Yes! Get up. Get up out of the bed. Hey, put on our, our armor, our, our breastplate, our helmet. Let's grab our sword. Hey, get in the battle today. Don't let him whip you. Whip him today. You have the power. You have the authority of Christ in you, the Holy Spirit, to overcome those things. You know why we lose? Because we don't fight. We don't want to fight. It's easier for somebody else to do it for me. I don't want to be able to fight my battles. Let me tell you something. I'm not one that likes to fight, but when you get to spiritual things, yeah, let's get in there and get after it. Because I know I'm not going to lose if I keep my mind on Him. If I'm faithful to Him, He'll be faithful to me. All right? Be steadfast. What does it mean to be steadfast? Let me take a pop off this. What does it mean to be steadfast? To stand. To stand. Be steadfast. Be unmovable. Alright? Let me tell you something. There are so many weak-minded, spineless Christians today that roll over every single time when something gets hard, they run. They run for the hills. Oh, I, oh I'm not going to do that. No. Let me tell you something. You know how you beat the devil? Yep. Right here. This is how you beat him. You go in prepared to battle. You put on your armor. You go ready to fight. You've got the sword of the Spirit, man. You've got the truth today. Your loins should be girded about with what? The truth. The truth. Nobody likes to hear the truth today. You turn the news on, boy, I'm telling you, nobody likes it. They want to censor if you speak the truth today. And let me tell you something. We're next. We're next. Yep. Don't think it ain't going to happen. 
The church is on the radar. Alright? Christians are on the radar. They're coming for you. Alright? But you know what? Don't matter. Because I've got God on my side. I've got the leader of the heaven, of the army of heaven, back behind me. He is in me. He's around me. I cannot lose. They may kill me. They may cut my tongue out. But they cannot silence what's on the inside. Amen. I'm not worried about the body being killed. I'm worried about the body and the spirit and the soul being killed and cast into hell. That's what I'm worried about. Be steadfast. Be unmovable, all right? Uh, let's see, 1 Corinthians 15, 58 said, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Whatever we do for God is not in vain. Amen. All right? Some people say, well, I don't like to argue. I don't like to argue with people. I do sometimes. I, just, <laughs> I shouldn't, I guess. It's kind of spiteful, I guess. But I like to argue sometimes. Because let me tell you something. I believe I'm right. When it comes to spiritual things, I believe I'm right. Because this book does not lie. It's not my opinion. It's not my fault, my philosophy, I guess you could say, that I put pen to paper. This is God's Word. And it's infallible. Alright? It is immovable. You can't change it. You can't get around it. You can't get over it. You can't do what you want to with it. It is what it is. And it's the truth. But they don't want to hear the truth. They don't like the truth. You know what? When Jesus is around, they can't hang out. Alright? He's got to go. And let me give you an example. Have you ever been around people and they know you're a church person? You get talking about Jesus, what's the first thing they do? They find a door somewhere. Man, they get out of the conversation. They don't want no part of it. Most lost people don't want to talk about it because it makes us, it makes us focus on Jesus. When He is the center of the conversation, you'll see who, where they are and where they need to be or where they're, who they're, who's not where they need to be because they'll usually hightail it out of there. But be steadfast. Look, speak the truth today. Don't be afraid to stand up for what you believe in. Don't be afraid to stand up for Jesus. He's standing in the gap for you, isn't He? He took your place on the cross. Well, you can use your mouth and use the power within you to speak the truth today. If they don't like it, move on to the next one. I get my feelings hurt a lot sometimes. You know what? <laughs> the Bible will do that to you. It'll hurt your feelings. But for a good reason, right? Be steadfast, right? Be unmovable. Be unmovable. But we always got to keep moving forward. All right? And I've said this before. If we're not, if we're not moving forward... We're standing still what we're doing. Let the devil keep up with us. All right? Let him catch up to us. We should always be pressing ahead, be moving forward. And if we're going backwards, we're going right back where we came from. You don't want to do that. You don't want to go back where you left. You don't want to go back to the place uh, where you were uh, living in sin, where you're, where you're always feeling down and out, no hope, feeling depressed, struggling. You don't want any of that. I want to feel good, man. I want to climb down the mountain as much as I can. But Philippians uh, 3, 12 and 14. Philippians 3, 12 and 14. You want to turn away? You come. You can. You don't. You don't. That's what you Philippians 3, 12 through 14 said, Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that, for which I am also apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth on those things which are before. I press toward the, toward the mark of the prize, the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I haven't apprehended anything. I'm still chasing after him. I'm saved, but I'm still running after him. I want to get as close to him as I can. I want to keep pressing toward the mark. Nobody have any roadblocks they put up. Nobody have any 
Keep moving forward. Keep pawing the valley. Keep pawing the valley. Keep digging. Keep crawling. Whatever you got to do to get out of the ditch, get out of it. If you're in a rut, you don't have to stay there. If you feel spiritually dead on the inside, you know what? You can be made alive again. If the fire is just barely embers, stoke it up a little bit. Let the Spirit do that for you. But you don't have to lay on the battlefield dead wondering where you're going to spend eternity. You can know today. But you got to keep pressing forward. Man, it looks bleak sometimes, don't it? Looks like we're just absolutely defeated. i got hope. I've got hope that God is going to do what He said He's going to do. We've got to be faithful. Now, we're faithful in a lot of things. All right? We'll be faithful to, to certain functions we want to do. We'll be, we'll be faithful to certain shows we like to watch. We make that appointment television. Uh, we're faithful to go here and go there and everything else. And it's usually Jesus is the one that gets left out of the whole equation. But thank God he's faithful to us. He ain't gave up on us yet. Next thing I've got to do, in order to be happy, i got to focus on Jesus. In order to be happy, i got to focus on Jesus. Now, how do I do that? Stop looking at the world. For happiness. Stop trying to make yourself happy in material things. Stop trying to, to, to obtain all those things that we don't really need. Stop trying to, to gain those things uh, that, that help us none whatsoever. Alright? We don't look for spiritual things. We don't look at things that make us happy, bring us joy. Alright? That make us feel on the inside. You know what? I feel like a million dollars on the inside. You know why? Because I'm saved. I'm on the way to heaven. And I know it today. There is nobody that can steal your joy today if you ain't willing to give it away. The devil's a thief, is he not? And he tried to steal your joy, but you don't have to let him. You don't have to let him today. All right, we got to stop looking at the world for happiness. Man, this world's crumbling. I mean, people look at alcohol and drugs and other people, and you can't find it anywhere other than Jesus. I ain't never been happy in life, man. I say it, I'm telling you. Now, has it been that way all the time? No. There's ups and there's downs. There's, there's things we have to go through, things we have to, to suffer through. Let me tell you something. There's no better place than being at the foot of the cross and knowing that Jesus is there with you and giving you everything that you've ever dreamed of, which is somebody that loves you and cares about you and is going to take you where he is. Have you ever dreamed of heaven? You're dreamed of it. You're trying to figure out just in your mind what it's like. What it looked like, I can't fathom. What well, I have an idea in my mind. Let me tell you something. You so longs for home sometimes. You be like, man, it is just a wreck down here. I mean, it just absolutely dragging you to the bottom. I mean, it's just awful sometimes. And wouldn't it be nice just to wake up one morning on the other side of where he is? To see that golden street, those walls of Jasper Man, that crystal sea, to see the glory of God just shining all over that place, to see all the saints lined up down the road, welcoming you in. Uh, there's your mom, your dad, your aunts, your uncles, your grandparents, your cousins. All those people wait to usher you in. They're happy. Man, they're happy. I guarantee they wouldn't come back down here for not one thing. They are happy where they're at. I want to be happy like they are, right? But I got to be a servant. You know, helping people makes you happy, is it not? You know, we, we all cut up about the lottery and everything. You know, man, it's what up to the, like the mega means up in one billion or something close to that. You know, it'd be great if you had that kind of money just to go around helping people. Just to go around helping people. Giving money to the children's hospital, to the, the children's home, the veterans, you know, uh, uh, wounded warriors, things like that. Helping people in need. If you had those kind of resources, it would be nothing make me happier than to help somebody. But you know what you can do for them other than that? 
You know what bring you joy? I mean, joy unspeakable. Yeah, I mean, just runs out of your ears, out of your eyes. Every, I mean, just everything. It's to lead somebody to Jesus. It's to lead somebody to the cross and see them saved. There is nothing that can make me happier than that right there. It's, a, it's just an honor and a blessing. It's a privilege to be able to do that. I've had the opportunity to do that several times. It's just an absolute blessing. It ain't nothing makes you happier seeing somebody come down here and go to the altar that's absolutely broken and beaten and has no hope. And when they hit their knees and cry out to God, they come up a brand new creature. Brand new creature. Smiling, happy, joyful. You know why? Because they're forgiven. There is no better feeling knowing Jesus in your heart. What a, what a way to be happy, I'm telling you. We've got to endure hardness. Man, you got to push ahead. you got to keep pawing about and say, don't, don't lay down. Don't quit. Hey, there's people here to help you pick yourself up. We'll go with you. If you're unhappy, a lot of times we're unhappy because we make ourselves unhappy. Because we put ourselves in positions to be unhappy. Because we allow things in our lives that make us unhappy. If you want to be happy, seek His face in everything you do. If you want to be happy, read your Bible. If you want to be happy, surround yourself with Christians. If you want to be happy, pray. If you want to be happy, sing. If you want to be happy, worship. Do something. People say, well, you can't buy happiness. Well, let me tell you something. Mine was. Jesus bought me for a price. He paid for my happiness. I was bought. Let me tell you something. Yeah, you can buy happiness. He bought mine. Let me tell you, I'm going to get it. I'm greedy. I want it. I want to be happy. I want, to be, I want to be thankful, joyful. I want to be all those things God wants me to be. I'm happy today. <laughs> Is everybody happy today? Yeah. Boy, I see some long faces. My goodness. Yeah, you got your mask on. Son, I can't tell what you laugh or not. Some of them holler at me like, hey, you might, might smile. I see you, baby. Hey, that's right. <laughs> but to be happy, all right? James 5 11 said, Behold, we help and happy which endure. Now, man, we got some enduring to do. Like I said, he may call us out of here in the rapture and we may have to wait a while. I don't know. But be happy because you know what? The promises he's made to us, he will not fail on. <coughs> if we endure the end, we'll be saved from all this. Now, I'm not talking about we've got to wait to the very end to be saved. You can saved now, but I'm talking about he will save us from becoming calamities. It's going to be a mess down here when church is gone. I'm telling you, you don't want to be here. You think it's hard to be saved now? Just wait that time. It'll be double, triple hard. When you see people around you being slaughtered and killed, when you have to beg, bar, and steal to eat, when you have to be told you got to take the mark to be able to buy or sell, all of those things, it's going to be tough. Hey, it's better to be bound confessing now. You want to be happy? You can be happy now. You ain't got to wait to get the other side. You can be happy now. We've got to endure. We're also going to make the right choices. Y'all, man, we make, we make so many choices sometimes. We make, you know, I had. Uh, we had choice of what we're going to church, what we're going to eat, and where we're going to go for dinner, uh, this, that, and other. Make the right choice, especially young people. Man, I know y'all get beat down every day with choices. You know, you got this, that, and other. Hey, I go this way or that way. I can please this person, that person. If I don't do this, they're not going to set me in the click. If I don't do this, they're going to talk about me and laugh at me and fail. But let me tell you something. That don't matter. Who cares? Who cares if they laugh? Who cares if you're in the click? I'm in the click, man. I'm in the click. I'm in a heavenly click. I'm up there. I, I'm in the click with James and John and Peter and Paul. I'm in the click with all of them. Mary and, and, and Mary Magdalene. Lord, I'm in the click with all of them. I got friends that never leave. I got friends that never forsake me. I got a friend that stick closer than a brother. Make the right choices today, guys. Make them. Hey, look, if you don't know which way to go, pray about it. And if that don't help you, then ask somebody. 
Don't be afraid to ask somebody. You can call me every time. I'll help you the best I can. All right? Talk to your mom and your dad. Don't be afraid to talk to them. Y'all got a lot more choices to make than I did, than a lot of us did when we were in school. Y'all got a lot to deal with. Let me tell you something. Don't lose your focus on him. You'll start to sing. Now, how do I do that? How do I stay focused on Jesus? All right? This is very simple stuff. And I'm going to wrap up. How do I stay focused on Jesus? I'll tell you what we'll do. We're going to play family feud. <laughs> What's the number one answer? How do I stay focused on Jesus? Read my Bible. If I don't know who Jesus is, 